Uh, when it comes to money, though, nobody wants more money right now than Lamar Jackson. Problem is, we have absolutely no idea when he's going to get it, if he's going to get it, what's going on in Baltimore right now. That's why we bring on Jeremy Kahn, the co-host of the Big Bad Morning Show in Baltimore, 105.7 The Fan and Odyssey Station. There you go. Uh, so, Jeremy, what the hell's going on, man? I mean, he's you got Lamar Jackson coming out today tweeting about his PCL. I don't hear the team talking about that injury at all, which makes me feel uh, it, it, it makes it just a little bit of a sketchy situation that they won't really give any real updates on what's going on. And then he's got to go and put it out on Twitter by uh, on his own. Where is it? What's the mood in Baltimore right now with Lamar Jackson's situation? By the way, it's so good to see or hear handsome Nick Kroll's voice. So uh, good to talk to you guys. Um, why why, why you got to do that, man? Why you got to do Nick Kroll? Ugh, you're the worst. No. Hey, no, in all seriousness, I can't believe you want me to talk Ravens. What are we doing here, man? I'm, I'm tired of talking Ravens. <laughs> this whole thing is it's so strange, and this whole city is like, I mean, they're torn. It's like 50%. Trade him. Get rid of him. You can't pay him. He's been hurt the past two years. Um, and then all of a sudden people are going – no, no, you got to keep them. What are you going to do without them? All these teams, you know, these teams that are searching for quarterbacks, you, you got to make something work. This PCL stuff is, it's interesting because initially they said one to three weeks. Um, I've had a PCL injury playing football. It's, it's a really weird thing. Hard to go up and down steps, hard to cut. And it depends on the grade. And Lamar actually just tweeted out not that long ago. I just retweeted it um, talking about it. It was a grade two sprain, almost a grade three, which should actually take longer. So there was questions, is he sitting out because of the contract issue? There were reports that he didn't want to play with a knee brace. Um, you know, there's all kinds of things that were going on that, you know, that we're not necessarily privy to because the Ravens don't tell a squat. And Lamar really hasn't talked to the media all that much. So it's been six weeks of nothing. I mean, the Ravens kind of run their organization like the Patriots do, where everything's kind of just hush-hush. We're not going to tell you anything. Um, but it's been really weird here in this town. And we know, you know, like the defense can carry you. You can have some crazy things happen and possibly win a playoff game. But nobody feels good going into a game right now in the postseason with Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown. Jeremy, when did it get weird? <laughs> um, it, like, I, I feel like this year specifically because fans were screaming about getting wide receivers. Um, no, I mean, when did it get weird with Lamar in this organization this year? Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, we could have went so many different directions about things getting weird, but you guys don't want to hear about my life. Um, <laughs> we got, I, we I got actually, time for that, actually, I would actually man. rather talk about that than the Ravens. Especially with the picture they're using of you right now on uh, the, the video stream. So yeah, we can like get the story behind that, too. from... Uh, What's that play? What is it? The looks like he did had it. It looks the picture they have of you. Your face is painted. You look like you just came oh, yeah. back from an ayahuasca trip. Yep, exactly. Or Alcatraz, maybe. Yeah, I'll Alc tell you exactly what that was. There was a uh, it was a Baltimore County like teachers thing where they were playing a charity softball game and they asked me to come out and call the game and I was calling it with uh, Mike Bordick, former Oriole, and uh, they were doing like face painting. I said, "Why don't I get my face painted while I call the game?" So they painted a butterfly on my face. The best part of this story, though, was the ride home when somebody cut me off and I got up to give him the finger, <laughs> and they saw a fat bearded man with a butterfly still in his face giving him the finger. But um, <laughs> speaking of when things got weird, I mean, there's always been a little bit of a disconnect. Everyone here in Baltimore can't stand Greg Roman in this offense, and I think if you talk to people in Buffalo and San Francisco, it, like the running game has been great, but it kind of wears out its welcome, and. The, the Ravens had gone back to, I'd say, what Lamar was doing in year one almost with, with some of the running game and, and how things were going in the offense. Uh, but it was, it's just been ugly for a long period of time. We're, they're unhappy, and I, I, feel like, I feel like he's unhappy being in this offense because it is. It's, it's more like a high school or a military school-style offense. So they, don't, they don't throw it as much. Um, if you've heard Kurt Warner, Steve Smith, Dan Orlovsky, I mean, pretty much anybody talk about the passing schemes. Like, there's constantly two receivers running in the same area, and you're going, this can't be how they design it, right? 
Um, so everybody wants Greg Roman gone. Lamar says all the polite things through the media about him. Um, and, and Harbaugh has been defending him, but at some point, I mean, the rubber's got to meet the road and, and they gotta, they gotta cut him this year and figure out where they're going in that direction. But with the signing of Roquan Smith, it does allow them to try to figure out something with Lamar and franchise him. But I mean, we, we just don't, we don't know how he feels. Does he want out of Baltimore? Does he want to be here? He wants the guaranteed deal. And I'm not sure the Ravens are going to give it to him. Jeremy, what do you think about the spread in this game now that it's at nine and a half? I know obviously no Lamar, but that's still a really good defense. And uh, Cincinnati, Joe Mixon's been running his mouth a little bit. Joe Burrow, who I love, but uh, you know they're really cocky right now. Nine and a half's a big number. Do you think they could at least keep this game close? I, I mean, I think the Ravens can. I like uh, I, I like the nine and a half personally, just because their defense is going to come out and play well. They'll be able to run the football. Not like I mean, the Ravens' offense is very wanting, but if they're able to run the football, they have one of the best kickers in the game. Um, you know, and I, I, they have the best kicker in the game. What am I saying? The, the point is, like, when you look at the offense from a passing standpoint, yeah, it's, it's not great. It's Mark Andrews and what else? Like, what else are you going to throw to? Sammy Watkins, he got cut by a team that needed wide receivers. So, I mean, you know, and then the Ravens are like, oh, we'll take him back. But Yeah, that, that's um, my team. And uh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. God bless anybody that has to take that on right now. You should have heard the people like screaming about it uh, when when they signed. It was like, what are they doing? It's like, well, wait a minute. Devin Duvernay got hurt. They needed to replace him with somebody. But he's better um, than Deshaun Jackson at this stage, I'd say. Yeah, and Deshaun was happy and said, please let me go. I don't want to be in this office anymore. I, I want to go I'd home. rather be home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but, no, I do think they can keep it close. There's familiarity, and these two teams hate each other. From The, yeah. he, the head coaches don't like each other. After that game on Sunday night, um, they didn't shake hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a lot of talk, if you go back to when Wink Martindale was here, talking about don't put the gold jacket on Joe Burrow just yet. Um, he also had a game where the Ravens were shutting out Cincinnati and they kicked a meaningless field goal at the end of the game. So he was chirping about that after the game. These two organizations don't like each other. And we actually had the conversation this week on our show of whether or not has Cincinnati become a little bit more of a bigger rival than, than the Steelers. There's always going to be hatred between those teams, but you know, it's, it's Joe Burrow and that offense is so freaking good. Of course you're going to hate him. So um, yeah, I, I do think the game's going to be interesting. I think the Ravens keep it uh, within that number or have a chance to backdoor it, but um, you can't feel good with the quarterback situation whatsoever. Yeah, talking to Jeremy Kahn, that, I'm kind of leaning towards the team under team total mm-hmm. under the team total for the Ravens at 19 and a half, and really the under for the entire game is that because I, for the Ravens to keep this thing close, they got to run the football a lot, like you just pointed out, and they're only averaging 12 and a half points a game over their last six with either Anthony Brown or Tyler Huntley out there at quarterback. So I feel like the under for both sides is a big is a good play i think i, I average more points in high school than the average a game this is ridiculous <laughs> yeah. I, I mean this like 12 and a half points are you serious that was the number yeah oh my like we don't even realize how bad the offense has been i remember like we come in for our monday morning quarterback after ravens games the, the show we do on monday and uh everybody's like oh i don't want to watch this team play anymore <laughs> it's just like i mean it, it you feel like you're setting uh the the league back 40 years with, with how things are going. Now they are, they are really stout defensively. I mean, Roquan Smith is, he's as advertised. I love this guy. Um, I love the fact that they signed him. And when you look at the defense and what they're capable of doing, getting some pass pressures back, Ojabo's playing now, it's a very, very solid defense, but you're going up against, you know, one of the best units in the league. So um, I think part of the problem with the offense and just speaking to the Ravens, you know, is, uh, you know, they're going to have to play a ball control offense. So I, I, I would fully expect the under to absolutely be in play um, unless something goofy happens like a defensive touchdown, a special teams TD, or just Cincinnati comes out and blitzes the hell out of them and we don't see it happening. You know, like th- those are all possibilities, but I think the under is the correct play. Jeremy, I'm, I'm curious because you talked about how Lamar doesn't want to be there. 
because the system isn't fun, the way that they run the offense isn't fun. Deshaun Jackson would prefer to be at home. A lot of guys just not really enjoying this style. I think fans and even us, we've talked about Greg Roman pretty much all year, not just refusing to run the ball despite, you know, who he has, you know, no Lamar Jackson, and he's still doing it with Huntley. Do you think there's a possibility that they move on from Greg Roman? I I hope so. I mean, (laughs) from your lips to God's ears, uh, it's almost like outside of Cincinnati, everybody in the AFC North wants their offensive coordinator gone. You talk to Steelers fans, they hate Matt Canada. The Browns already kind of cleaned house a little bit. Um, And then we're just waiting for that that you know the other shooter drop with greg roman like there, there isn't a single person in this town that's defended him and i'll say this like he's called plays where they don't execute that's happened and we get so much of that go forward on fourth down harbaugh is one of the analytical guys he likes to go forward on fourth and they don't get it and you get the phone calls like don't they know we have justin tucker yeah they're playing the odds it's, it's the numbers and what they're saying um but they've been terrible on fourth down this year so it has been extremely frustrating. The big talk is, would a free agent wide receiver even want to come here? Um, they're the front runners right now in the offseason for DeAndre Hopkins, but we'll see if that plays out. I mean, they've notoriously been kind of, they don't want to give up draft picks. They don't want to, you know, they, they've made great trades and, and benefited the team. But uh, this offense, something has to change. The league is, like, I remember the Steelers kind of embracing the, the new pass-happy offense. They were just like the Ravens run the football, play defense, get the hell out of Dodge. The game's close. We'll win it in the end. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a minute. All the advantages are passing the football. Well, hell, let's open it up and let Big Ben sling it. You know, because the, the, the big story with him for the good, uh, you know, the, the early portion of his career is if he doesn't throw it 20 times, they win every time. So, and, and, you know, you look at it now, like there's so many advantages in passing, and here's the Ravens going out saying, we'd like to throw it 17 times a game. It's just, it's not a <laughs> recipe for success, and it's not pretty football. Uh, Jeremy, I'm from Chicago, and it's crazy because all my family and friends, they were all really excited when they uh, got rid of Roquan Smith. And I think that just shows that nobody values the inside linebacker position anymore. What do you think about the five-year, $100 million deal, though? Because I'm a fan. I wish I had him on my team. I love him. I mean, when you watch him play and he gets in and you see just, like, it's weird talking about a middle linebacker, as they call them, off-the-ball linebackers now. Uh, Like, Patrick Queen got so much better when he got here. Exactly. And he's making, like, I know there were some Bears fans. I talked to somebody today that was saying, Hey, every tackle he made in Chicago was seven yards down the field. Yeah. You know, he's just a stat compiler. Well, here he's making those tackles in the backfield. He's making those tackles at the line of scrimmage and the leadership qualities. Um, I love the signing. Did they pay a little bit too much? Probably. I think it's probably a good deal for both teams, the way that they can structure that money. But, um, you know, when you look at it, they had to get something done because they, they ran the risk of losing one or the other. By signing him, they can at least franchise now. Uh, Lamar and then try to work something out there or possibly trade him if that's the route they decide to take. Got a couple of minutes left. What's your favorite bet for this weekend? I might be, I might dive into that Minnesota over. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was looking at the giants all week and I loved them all week. And now I like, this is me just probably too much in my head. I saw a three and a half out there and I go, well, that's interesting. Um, I can't believe it got to three and a half. And, and then, you know, I look at those numbers and I'm going, it kind of makes me like, like the Vikings even more that they came off of a three number in that place. But uh, both of these teams, I think, are going to score. The Vikings can't stop a nosebleed. And unless Kirk Cousins gets the yips, I still think that Minnesota is going to be able to move the football and even run the football on them. Um, so I, I like that a lot. I like Dallas on Monday night. Uh, maybe I'm in the minority there. I think this is a really tough week as far as the spreads go because you have the three big numbers and trying to find the right underdogs. I, I think in some of those games like Buffalo, Miami, and San Francisco, I might be looking at the unders. Um, I'm just kind of curious how this Miami team looks, especially if Waddle can't go.
All right, you can just go Buffalo first half. Yeah, <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah I know some. It's funny because like Tampa, the Giants, everybody's on them, and you're like, wait, should I be going the other way? But at the same time, it kind of makes sense. So Jeremy Kahn, 105.7, the fan in Baltimore. Always good talking to you. One of the greatest beards you will ever see on a human being, and Burning also not a, not not as scary as I thought you would look with your face painted. It's a little bit. Uh, it's a good picture of you. So everybody should Google that too. I had to do something because it, it, we've talked about this before, Nick, when we've done shows together. Like, I look like Tim Allen in the Santa Claus. Um, I, I'm aging like fine milk, or I don't know if you want to call it old milk. Like, I, I finally was able to grow a beard, and it came in gray. And I said, who hates me? What did I do to somebody to deserve this It's face? very coarse, And when too. I cover it in hair, it's gray. I think so, the best thing, get that just for men gel. You can make it nice and dark. It'll throw everybody off. I think it's perfect, buddy. I, I can't do that. I can't, <laughs> I, just, I can't make myself do it. I have, a, like, a... I have a butt forehead. I've got a crease in the middle between my eyes like I've had, uh, what was it called, RBF, a little yeah. bitch face there. But the fact of the matter is. Got to run, Jeremy. Like, got to go. They're killing it. They're right up against the clock. Uh, 